Yes, and when you hear that beat drop, that means one thing is on deck with Tony and Ken, where we talk about the nerdy things that make us who we are. Ken, it's been a fantastic week. I've had a great time this week. A lot's happened, but I want to hear about you. How have you been? I've been good, man. I've been very, very good. I think the biggest thing that's happened this week is getting a COVID test because we have to, mm. all the teachers have to get COVID tests before we get back into school on Monday, even though everyone okay. that worked in school had to come in on Friday. Uh, to get the test, yeah. which is fine. I'm not complaining about it. It was actually really good to see people that I haven't seen for literally almost months to see people. Uh, people have genuinely changed. Either people have gotten right. fit, that we've had a really, really successful running club in my school uh, that I refused mm-hmm. to join because <laughs> time and muscles. Uh, but no, people yeah. have lost weight. People have become fitter. Um, I will go into right. school. One guy was slightly late, but you know, when I say late, he wasn't late. What he had done yeah. is a 10K run before he got into school. Now, if that wow, ain't that piece of crap, I hate. Him. Oh man, levels. I, I rate him so much. Like the 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 mental fortitude to, and he's got a kid as well that you know keeps mm-hmm. him awake at night and everything. So he's dealing with yeah. that. Goes for a ten k run. And he's like, all right, cool. I'm in. What we got to do with maths? Cool. And yeah. like, so I, I rate him so much. I I want to get into it, but it's never been my make to run. <laughs> Uh, but no. who is he trying to impress first of everyone. all? Everyone. Like, he's already got the wife. He's already got the kids. Who is he trying to he's show? He's trying up to impress for? everyone because he's the one that started the running group. And you have got little Jeez. factions inside the running group facing each other, doing bets like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get 32k this week. Or I'm gonna get 40k oh. this week." Like people are running, running. Like, and I'm just that sounds like an insidious underbelly right there. Yes. It's gonna get a bit dark now. Well, it's gonna stop because we're teachers. <laughs> we're gonna keep right. we're gonna be yeah. teaching again. We ain't yeah. got the time like we used Back to have. Back to being fat. Back to being. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's been a good week. Um, and nothing major has happened mm-hmm. beyond me going back to school, getting COVID test. Um, next week is when yeah. it really kicks off on the 8th of March where I'm mm-hmm. truly back, see, start seeing more kids, more testing and yeah. yada, yada, yada. But beyond that, it's been a chill out week, really good TV, really good films. Uh, how about you, Tom? Mm-hmm. How you been? It's been, it's been a pretty good week, actually. I'm not going to lie. Um, I started off um, other projects. Um, can't really get into that uh, right now um uh a lot of content out this week enjoyed a lot of things to watch out there um had really really great conversations and um obviously i don't know whether we mentioned this in the previous episode but uh me and ken we we are avid basketball fans we play a lot of basketball but uh this past week has been a fantastic time the weather's getting better we've banged out a lot of basketball both i think this week and last week so you know using that to keep fit um i am still on my juice cleanse so like mostly like fruit smoothies and stuff like that no sugar for me you know the, no refined sugar should i say obviously fruit How, how's rehab going? sugar how's rehab going it's going all right you know i haven't got i haven't got the shakes anymore um Good. but there has been an adverse effect whereby i want more salt i've given up the sugar but i want more salt uh, but I've been good and not been overly salting my food or basically not having any salt. Well, Salt Bay might um, be opening up a restaurant in, in London, so you might be able to get your salt fix. See, the thing is, though, I don't really trust Salt Bay because, like, I don't really appreciate my food having essence of elbow. People forget, right, when he sprinkles <laughs> his salt, it scrapes his elbow. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not down for essence of, of elbow. Well, maybe they know? call him Salt Bay because... He's not really sprinkling salt onto your food. He's actually uh, sprinkling his salt onto your food because oh, his bodily salt. His bodily That's salt. Exactly. Why well, I think they called it salt? But you know, bay. 
you know there's some people that are into that though it's like they, they're probably thinking oh i just i just want a piece of him inside of me come on salt base sprinkle some more of your elbow in my food yep it's got just weird give me that elbow grease <laughs> um but yeah i i copped another pair of basketball trainers you know uh, i got an addiction to basketball trainers right now adding to the so collection specifically yeah? Adding to collection, I got myself a pair of uh, New Balance Omnis. They, they're all black. They're sexy as hell. But other than that, it's been pretty, pretty. It's been chilled. You know, I've, 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 uh, I've had a, made a makeshift uh, house gym. I've been working out. That's been fantastic. Plus, with the basketball, it's it's keeping me relatively trim, which I'm happy about. But the good news is, as we said before, things are opening up again, and I'm gonna be hitting it hard in the gym. Yeah, man. That's what I want to hear. That's exactly what I want to hear. Staying consistent, staying live. And as always, every single week, we thank we thank God. We thank everyone to to know that we're still doing this, uh, releasing these yes. things at the same time every single week, being as mm-hmm. successful. Uh, well, this is what I count as success. We're not like in the thousands yeah. or millions or billions. You know, I, I see us yeah. being consistent and being so have, still finding ways to have great conversations or taking our conversations that we usually have outside the podcast yeah. into the podcast um everyone yeah. you can find us on on deck podcast on instagram uh and just about any other platform f- that you can find podcasts on but mainly on instagram we are uh at on deck podcast um you can find me i'm mr ken and you can find uh tony uh royal majesty yeah, Royal Majesty. Royal, Royal with an E at the e end. E at the end of the Royal. Yeah, yeah. Hit. Don't go to Royal Majesty. He's a douchebag. Nobody <laughs> F that guy. Uh, yeah. No shout out to Royal Majesty. <laughs> but no. Um, yeah. Please hit us up. Please uh, like, care, uh, uh, like, share, comment, everything. We uh, yeah. really do appreciate it. We're growing steadily, oddly enough, and mm. you know that's down if to you. Lots of support. On, just. Just the one thing, if you're on SoundCloud, listening on SoundCloud, please leave us a comment. Whatever comment that may be, a criticism, you know, a, a word of encouragement, a word of appreciation, or you just say, like, we hate you and everything that you represent, whatever it may be, give us, give us the goods. We want to hear from you, whoever you may be. Um, and just a little added thing as well, we have plans to actually have our first ever guest in the near future. Can't really talk about it now, but just want to entice you to let you know that there's going to be another voice possibly a sexier voice possibly not we don't know it's a mystery you will find out soon soon come soon come but you know let, mm-hmm. let's throw that stuff to the side let's not worry about all yes. what's going on we are yeah. here for one thing in particular there's quite a few new things that happened this week it's quite a new things mm-hmm. that ended this week so with the old comes a new and with the new comes the old um the yes. first thing that has been huge that everyone's been talking about uh, your mum's been talking about it, your grandparents been talking about it, everybody's been talking about it. mm-hmm. is that new show mm-hmm. that has finally finished uh, not season yes. two just finished and that is WandaVision um, and what we're going wait, to Ken, do today wait hold on a minute Ken yeah yeah What's Ken that? do you hear that what? Do, you, do you hear no, that, no. those pips what, what? What's, oh wait sound? I, I think we're being interrupted with the news uh, oh no oh. good evening this is Ken Kentish and this is ODP News Tonight's top story, Wacky Witch in Westview. Sources indicate that a member of the Avengers, the enhanced human known as Wanda Maximoff, has taken a small town of Westview, New Jersey hostage. On scene is Ace reporter Tony Calzone. With a live update, Tony to you. Tony Calzone here, live from Westview, New Jersey, and as you can see, Ken, nothing but harmony and sunny grey skies. Excuse me, Tony, did you say grey skies? Don't know if I heard you properly. Isn't that bad weather? 
I don't know, Ken. It's just wonderful. The sky is grey, the flowers are grey, even the grass is a bright shade of grey. Hmm, I see. Tony, can you tell me why you sound so strange? Strange? How so? Like you're a 1950s radio presenter? Of course it's the 1950s, and what a wonderful time it is. Except for being black in suburban America, that's, um, that's not so great. No, no, Tony, it's 2021, but it still sucks being black in America. Anyway, back to the story. What seems to be happening? Have you seen Wanda Maximoff? Well, sure, Daddy-o. She just lives down the street with her cool cat husband, Vision. I'm sorry. One, Vision is alive. And two, why has your voice changed again? It's the 1960s, Daddy-o. Everybody talks like this. So it's the 60s now? No, I said it's the 1970s, you jive turkey. Wait, what? It's the 70s now? Yeah, it's the 1980s. Keep up. It seems the whole town is eager to see the new Steven Spielberg movie, E.T., premiering in town. Okay, that movie came out in 1982, and why would the premiere be in New Jersey? I have no idea what you're talking about, Ken, but the town is buzzing over the Nirvana concert. Talented young man, if not overly emotional, and that lead singer, Kurt Cobain, I think he has a very long career ahead of him. Mm, I hear you, but I've got some bad news for I you. I said long career, Ken. Nothing bad will ever, ever happen to him. Mm, this seems to be getting out of hand. What on earth is happening to you, Tony? You're not making any sense. Everything makes sense, Ken. Because Wanda says it makes sense. <laughs> Back to you, Ken. Help me. Hmm, that was strange. So there you have it. Strangeness abounds in Westview, New Jersey. The question is, why is it happening? Who is doing this? And where on earth are the Avengers? I'm Ken Kentish, and this was ODP News. Oh, Ken, do you not just hate it when there's like a news alert and it just interrupts regularly scheduled programming? Yeah, do you know what? Um, <laughs> when you said that, it reminded me of that Jay-Z track. Um, oh, what was it? Oh, I can't remember the song. Uh, PSA. Yes. Right, public service announcement. Like, well, one of the best like breakdowns in the middle of an album. Yeah, man, PSA, mm -hmm. huge. But no, yeah, One Division. Um, <laughs> that was quite fun, actually. Uh, One Division mm -hmm. has been uh, an amazing start to the Disney Plus uh, collection of Marvel cinematic shows, and that is not yeah. like the Agents of Shield or the Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Punisher type shows. No, this is more mm -hmm. or less more aligned with the MCU than those other shows because of yeah. reasons. And if we want to get into that, we'll get into it. But, you know, yeah. I, I think uh, it's been a great, and this is me just saying just before we really get into it, it's been an amazing start because a lot of people are skeptical. It's like, oh, can they really pay, uh, pull it off? Have they really figured out their uh, their, their formula? Uh, I think, mm -hmm. yeah, this is how you start mm -hmm. a bloody show um, yeah. or a, a series to a much bigger thing. How about you, Tony? Yeah. So th this is it, right? It's um, I think it's it's justified for all of those people out there that's probably gotten Disney Plus, be it from a free subscription with your with your phone contract, i.e., me, or you've actually you know you jumped in and you think, uh, I need I need something other than the Netflix, yeah, like you know, uh, other than the Amazon. So you, you know you put up your subscription, your your five pounds a month, and you're thinking, hmm. Does this bitch justify itself? Well, I can tell you now, this bitch does. And I think this show has proven it. Um, rocky beginning, fantastic end. Uh, but it's one of those, when it goes full circle because you needed that rocky beginning to justify the end. Uh, but we're going to get into it. Uh, let's start off 
at the very beginning with episode one. Episode one dubbed um, film before a live studio audience. So, Ken, uh, what do you remember from episode one? I remember uh, from this show just feeling, okay, they're really going to spend an entire episode in this old style. I was thinking like, oh, I'm waiting for the thing. I'm waiting for the thing. I'm waiting, waiting for the twist. And it never came. Um, but the, yes. there was one twist, but I'll get into that in a second. Uh, this sh- episode yeah. overall, um, it was because I've only caught a few episodes of old-timey type shows like this. It was so nostalgic, yes. man. It was so nostalgic. Even down to the uh, uh, down to the jokes, it reminded me so much of uh, Bewitched. And we we see that a lot with the next episode as well, where they're trying to do shenanigans of trying to, um, oh, it's, it's just the normal kind of like dilemmas that you get in situational comedies. Where it's like, oh no, we haven't sorted out the cooking. Oh no, distract the guests until I've sorted out the cooking. And then um, yes. two very distinct things happen in this show, um, in this episode, that is like, okay, things ain't quite right. All right, let's let's see where this goes, and then it goes nowhere because that's meant to go yeah. later on in the series. Um, are we good to talk about those two things. So, yeah, let's get into it. So, episode one, uh, the basic premise is this: uh, Wonder and Vision struggle to conceal their powers during a dinner vi- um, with Vision's boss and his wife. So, now for me, with that situation, obviously, is the whole conceit is they're newly moved into the town of Westview. They're settling in. Vision looks a bit weird because he's half machine and Wonder, you know, she's just moving things around casually, right? And I think they do a great job in the sense of capturing that nostalgia of the 1950s, that the black and white aesthetic, the cheap special effects, you know, even though they probably use a lot of modern day um, techniques in terms of computer generated stuff, like the floating plate look like one of those, you know, plates on a string kind of gag. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing, you know, you get to know their dynamic as a, you know, married, newly married couple, uh, vision, he's got a job and he has a boss, but he doesn't really understand human interaction. He gets wonder. He doesn't get other people. Uh, and he, they, they, it's funny. It's cute. It's one of those ones. It's cute. The whole episode I can say is cute because they got a calendar and on the calendar, there's supposed to be something really, really important. It's circled, it's, it's timed, it's dated, but they don't know what it's for. <laughs> and they spend the whole episode trying to think, oh, crap, is it supposed to be on anniversary? Oh, crap, I need to do something for my husband. Oh, I need to do something for my wife. Okay, Vision figures out where it is. It's supposed to be dinner with the boss. And now Wanda has to figure out how to serve the boss. Now, that aside, it's a very flat episode. I think the problem I had uh, with episode one and episode two, and we'll get into episode two, is I was expecting Twilight Zone. I was expecting a build-up, then weirdness, then build-up, then weirdness, like interstitial weirdness. And there wasn't any weirdness until the very end when they're having dinner over the table and the boss is questioning wonder and vision about how they met what's their origin what's going on and it's relentless and they can't answer because they don't know why do they not know we don't know as the audience it goes on and on and on then eventually he has a heart attack and wonders about to let the guy die oh no no he was choking there was something he he, he, um... was he was he was choking correct and he was gonna let her die and you see the woman the wife she was like she's laughing off her head because she's in character. She is playing 
a suburban 1950s wife and she's like, <laughs> and she's like stop it stop it she, she was in stop pa- it. And she was in pain <laughs> should i help she him was, she was yes that's the first moment of weirdness but they don't commit and i was disappointed with that how do you feel ken um yeah do you know what I, I wasn't entirely disappointed but it's only because of the position that we're in um but we mm-hmm. knew going into the show that something weird was going to happen throughout the entire series so right me not ex- not really experiencing that in the first episode i was kind of like okay cool i was expecting more however mm-hmm. this is episode one and you know we've talked about yes. this for years in the sense that like when when we watch tv shows or when i watch a tv show i i, mm-hmm. I give a show five episodes if yes. it's not interesting after five episodes, then it's not really worth it. If there's something you stupid, are generous. I'm, I'm very generous because I, I, you really five know, you, you, you really know how I am with, with TV shows. Like I only watch yeah. a TV show once now. I, I don't try and go back yeah. to things unless I really, really want to. So I got time. I have got time. Right. That time that I spent usually yeah. spend doing on reruns. But I digress. Um, it that wasn't right. the first weird thing that happened. Um, but it mm-hmm. was definitely the most impactful weirdest thing that happened in the episode. The yeah. weird thing that happened first was when we got the um, the uh, the ad. We got the ad, the, the sponsorship right. in the middle of the show. Yes. And um, people didn't really realise on the internet straight away, but some people did realise straight away what that indicated mm-hmm. with the uh, mm-hmm. Tony Stark uh, toaster. And then yes. like, oh, and then they put the bread in and they held it down and it started beeping, yes. beep, beep, slowly. And then it was taking a while before it popped and then the mm. woman on the in the ad, she kind of looked up in the commercial. She looked up as if, uh, as if like, all right, cool. You kind of know what's going on here, right? And right. it was to indicate about the story that we later on see in the series, but we don't, yeah. but we always knew about in that like yeah. a, a Stark bomb was, so the toaster made from Stark and then the Stark bomb that um, blew up their house, but then the yeah. bomb that laid next to them for, what's it, two days? Uh, beeping mm-hmm. and not going off yes you know what yes. i mean so that was like a, a an homage to that uh but also like indicating like yeah this is kind of and then everything it went back to a normal commercial like oh yeah everything's mm-hmm. fine now uh toasted toasted everything is good back to our mm-hmm. regular scheduled show that was weird can i add something that Ken? was weird can i add something go for it this is this is a stretch but this is my interpretation also on top of everything you said because you're completely spot on uh but the fact that the toast took so long not only a metaphor to the bomb just beeping and beeping in front of wonder which is going to make sense later on um but the fact that when you see the toast it's actually slightly well done almost i think maybe the writer or the director was kind of say hey this is going to be a slow burn. I know, I know that's a reach, but like, I feel like visually it's kind of saying like, don't expect gratification straight away. Uh. We're, we're telling you a story here. This is going to be a slow burn. Um, but let's, let's move on to the next episode, which is kind of just a, a lead off of uh, the previous episode is don't touch that dial. And in that episode, uh, in efforts to fit in, Wonder and Vision perform a magic act in their community talent show. And for me, um, even though I felt uh, the first three episodes were were weak, the weakest of the three, I really, really enjoyed the episode. And it's just it's a basic premise. There's a uh, there's a town um, talent show. We get introduced to um, to Monica Rambeau who's uh, the next door neighbor uh, and pretty much seems to be the only black woman in town. Um, but Vision 
and wonder they think okay let's use our powers to make magic but it's not real magic it's fake magic but let's make it look like it's real magic but fake magic but the thing i loved about it most is paul bettany there's a moment where he gets gum stuck in his gears and he goes a bit the equivalent of a cyborg drunk his performance is it was so earnest like he fully committed to that 1950s motif yeah. like one thing i noticed about he him, was hilarious he in he he genuinely looked like he was enjoying every moment of it because when you think about it a lot of these people that mm-hmm. are getting into um uh, into films or even into yeah. uh, tv shows the thing yes. that usually inspired them was well the shows that they're reenacting now or some of the films that they're reenacting yes. so getting the opportunity to uh, perform in a tv show or in a film of something that you genuinely enjoyed or even inspired you to get onto it oh that must be so fun hopping between decades um doing things or acting out in different genres different situations that you yes. genuinely that that may have inspired oh man that, that that's great so he looked like he was enjoying every single second of it yeah man that, that yeah, drunk like he was was spot he on. played it earnestly yeah his drunk was spot on like even every time he said flourish which is going to be a reference later as well he <laughs> yeah. just did it with this kind of like effortlessness like you didn't expect him to say it and he just hits it on the mark uh it, it made me a that was one of the few moments where i truly appreciate and i appreciated it from your perspective as well that you know we we kind of grew up watching some of these old school black and white sitcoms so we have the affinity for mm-hmm. it and i fully understand that there's audiences out there that even though they did appreciate it they we we have been spoiled by the MCU with the big budget actioners that we have something a bit more subdued. It can be a bit jarring and it can be a bit mundane and boring. But I think within that mundanity, if that's a word, we found a small glimpse of like, oh, there's other stories that can be told in the MCU as sent for powered person punches evil powered person. Um, let's move on to episode three. Now in color. Now in so color. there was a stinger. There was a bit of it at the end of episode two where Wanda is pregnant. And episode three, uh, in effort to fit in, Wanda and Vision perform. Uh, sorry, that was the previous episode. Uh, the next episode, episode three, Wanda's pregnancy causes her powers to misfire as she and Vision prepare for an accelerated birth. So as as that brief breaks down, she's pregnant now. And she hasn't got control of her powers and things are going a bit weird and they're trying to obviously not get exposed. And Vision is trying to play good daddy and be prepared for for the uh, for the for the impending ch- uh, child and just, you know, hilarity ensues. How did you feel about that episode? Ken, from what yeah, you can remember? I mean, uh, the first three episodes, it, it was all old school kind of hijinks, like, mm-hmm. you know, nothing serious, no real big problem, just trying... Because the the uh, the hijinks sort of stories of all sitcoms have always been, all right, we're going to try and be normal, and mm-hmm. then un like things that are not normal happen around them, and yeah. they are keeping the abnormalities. Abnormalities. Thank you, Tony. The abnormalities. Yeah. Uh, the things that are not normal um, away yes. from everyone <laughs> around, uh, and, and and that helps. And that's what causes an interesting situation. And I guess a lot of people can relate to that where like, you know, you're trying to put on a brave face. You're trying to make sure people understand that, oh, I'm just a normal guy doing normal things, but normal things yeah. don't always happen in your life. And them trying right. to uh, uh, cover that or cover for it. But the interesting thing mm-hmm. about this is they actually are not normal. 
um, to the right. normal person and the accelerated pregnancy, even Monica Rambo coming through uh, to be a bit of a busybody to be like, oh yeah, if you need help, oh, let's have a conversation right now <laughs> rather than actually mm-hmm. um, going away while one that deals with what's going on with her pregnancy. Yes. So yeah, I, I enjoyed the uh, uh, the silliness of it. I enjoyed the, uh, the craziness of it, but I truly mm-hmm. enjoyed the episode because of the switch at the end. Yes. Because it first was like, oh, sitcom craziness, yada, yada, yada. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. wait, how do you know about Vision? How do you know about Pietro? What do you, how are you name yeah. dropping people in my bubble, yeah. in my hexagon, yeah. hexagonal town? <laughs> yeah. And then the swift eject that she got from her hex. Yeah. She should have broken at least <laughs> 10 bones. <laughs> she should have she should have broken all of she should have been the equivalent of Spaghetti. a human jelly. Yeah. Like just kind of like all bones shattered, but she managed to survive it by, you know, comic book uh, rules, you know, if you're not pierced by a bullet or some sort of scepter, you're fine. Yeah, you can heal yourself. Um, There's not just thing as trauma. That's right. There's you know, nobody has nosebleeds. <laughs> that's for normal people. Um <laughs> But yeah, it, all in all, that's the first three episodes. And, you know, just to mention as well, we skip into the, the 1970s with episode three. Um, and up until that point, we've had mostly, it's been, s- s- the problem I've had with the first three episodes is that they've constantly chosen to wait until the, the, the final minutes to get weird, right? These episodes are very short because they're sticking dead close to the sitcom format yeah even down and, to the aspect ratio right and it's appreciated in a, a certain degree but you're building up a drama and the drama doesn't necessarily work with the sitcom format because it by by this nature every episode kind of resets itself but we know as the audience we have a long-form storytelling um problem is it's like it's not even half an hour it's really 20 minutes at best with another 10 minutes of credits so we're kind of feeling short change you know what it reminded I, me of what? Because uh, I know we grew up in the early 2000s. It reminded me of Dragon Ball Z, mm. man. <laughs> remember, right. remember Dragon Ball Z? Like, the episode would start, like... and then literally 10 minutes in, <laughs> mm. what would the Z fighters do <laughs> on the next episode of Dragon Ball? What? <laughs> we've been, we've weird, barely right? been here. <laughs> That's what it it's felt like, like with It's like five us. minutes of exposition from this previous episode. Another five minutes so of shouting. Yeah, and they're screaming throughout the whole thing. Then the last five minutes is like, uh, next time on the next exciting episode of Dragon Ball Z. And you're just kind of like, wait, what? I didn't even get that episode of Dragon Ball Z. But moving on, episode four, we interrupt this program. And this is where we hit the, the proverbial roof, right? This is when the show says, hey, we know we haven't necessarily pulled you in. But we're gonna we're gonna bitch slap you in right now, and this yeah. episode it just breaks the whole motif of the uh, ninety uh, the the sitcom aesthetic, and you're told the story outside of the bubble. You're in, so the episode is called "We Interrupt This Programming," uh, this program, and um, tasked with special assignment regarding sentient weapons, Monica Rambeau goes missing. So this is kind of it's weird, right? Because this episode technically takes place, I would say, near the let's say somewhere in episode one, right? But we don't really know somewhere in episode one. But it's it's kind of the past in a sense that uh, Monica Rambeau, she, you find out she works for a company called Sword. You find out kind of a whole story. She was one of the people that was kind of blipped away. She had a whole life, right? Uh, a lot of the the MCU movies don't really necessarily 
deal with the ramifications of the blip or the snap or the vanishing, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, she had a mother who you see featured in Captain Marvel. Um, and she's the young girl in Captain Marvel. She's grown up to be a young woman. She's, you know, she's a decorated uh, agent herself. Um, her pilot, mother was ill. Pardon? I think she was a pilot. She was a pilot, correct. Um, her mother was ill with cancer during the blip. Obviously, she disappeared. She comes back for her. It's like she's disoriented. It's like, where's my mom? Where's my mom? Where's my mom? She doesn't realize it's been five years past to discover that her mom's dead. And she, this is a great way of showing a strong character because they could have made her strong as like, I don't take no crap. I'm a badass chick. I can do anything. No, they showed her strength in the sense of that she doesn't take the time to break down. She realizes that she has a job to do, a duty to do. She's going to mourn when she has a minute and she just doesn't have one right now. And she just, she gets recruited, uh, gets recruited into sword and gets straight into it. She's working with Jimmy Wu from the FBI who used to work for shield. But no, he, in the comic books, he worked for shield. I think in the MCU's always worked for the FBI. He's the guy that's actually, um, kind of like observes, um, what's his name? Uh, Ant-Man, uh, Scott yeah, Lang from the second in film, that yeah. Ant-Man movie. Yeah. A really great character played by, um, oh, I forgot his name, uh, but brilliant actor. Do, um, do you know what I, I found interesting is. about um, that scene at the beginning where she's coming what back scene? from the snap and yeah. everything's all crazy and then she's trying to figure out what uh, everyone's disorientated. Um, yeah. The scary thing about all of that, because obviously we've mm-hmm. seen um, uh, Endgame on another yes. part of the world, like it's going off right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? The final mm-hmm, battle mm-hmm. of humanity is happening right now. And it just right. lets you know, it paints a nice picture that like, all right, cool. Well, another part of what, there's an alien or aliens yeah. coming through a portal, just messing things up and people are right. going through anguish right now where people are coming back. Your mum is gone and you're trying to deal with yeah. that. So much yeah. is happening within the t- those 20 minutes in the world. You know what I mean? Right. And, and it's so nice to see like different perspectives of that. We saw a little bit in Spider-Man, mm-hmm. um, uh, in Spider-Man uh, what was it I can't remember the name of the second film but you know where, yeah. but they played it off as a joke where you had band members just appearing out of nowhere in the in the gym hall mm-hmm. and now we've seen three perspectives or when the snap um, uh, when, when it's unsnapped right yeah. and, and I think this is uh, potentially one of the best well, actually well Endgame is pretty bloody amazing but um, this yeah. was this was by all means an amazing way of showing how it affected people in one of the worst places to have something uh have the resnap which is right a hospital my lord yeah people have didn't stop dying people didn't stop needing hospitals and now you've just got double the patients out of right within a second still trying to figure the, out where your mum is like and no one can this, help you because everyone's trying to deal with the thing that you're trying to do oh it's beautiful absolutely this beautiful. is the fucked up thing right that i've never seen in any like fan theory or discussion before but like Think about the geo, the the geo, the what's the word I'm looking for? This the spatial aspect, geographical or the spatial aspect of the snapback. Right now, I'll give you an example. Imagine that you was crossing the street at the time of the snap. Flash forward to five years later, you are snapped back, still in the street. Now there's a car in traffic waiting, and you snap back where the car is at the same time. Do you know what? Do you know what's You're even crazy. Just even crazier because I agree. All right, one of the key scenes that we saw that was crazy was mm. the helicopter that fell out of the sky and exploded yeah. uh, inside of that building. 
yeah. the guy that was flying or the woman that was flying the helicopter is regardless dead. Because even yeah. if that person got snapped out, they are mm. now like a good 30 stories in the sky. <laughs> right? Falling to their death. To their death. Like, ah, what the hell happened up? Yo, this, oh, that is sad. Um, I'm, I'm still thinking about like in the hospital, right? You've been snapped back into a hospital bed because you was in the hospital before, but that hospital bed occupied. is being occupied by something. And let you know, you snap back, you're fused to another person and all you're doing is just twitching. <gasps> Kill me. Kill That's some Rick and Morty type shit, man. That's Rick and Morty right there. <laughs> I know they can't do that in like, you know, 12A films, but it's like, it's something to consider. It's like, it's not like you're snapped back in a safe, cushy place. No. You're snapped back wherever no. you left. It, the, but, do you know what? Um, I always think about this with time travel films, how like mm-hmm. um, you go far enough, you know, the sea level is not where it used to be. So like Doc right. Brown and Marty um, go into the future. Yeah, you're underwater right. now and now you're drowning because, yeah. or like the ice uh, or the ice age happened again and the water rose mm-hmm. and now you traveled to a place you're now in, in solid block of ice you know you yeah. never know what's going to be there you might yeah. you know they almost hit an airplane when they went back to the future anyway mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's just a terrible terrible thing to think about that we know is happening around the world but yeah of we interrupt the program what, what was an amazing episode it finally gave us an outlook of how things we get to see darcy um yes oh i love darcy she is gorgeous, thick as all get out. I know I shouldn't be objectifying her, but Kat Dennings is a beautiful, beautiful woman. And this is the first time ever that we've actually gotten character development in Darcy. Like the craziest thing, right? In one 30 minute episode, we've had character development of Monica Rambo, Jimmy Woo and Darcy. One episode. That's it. Yeah. That is crazy. That was, that was dope. Um, but let's move on. Uh the next episode on a very special episode. And that one, it, it we're back in the world of the TV show. And at the same time, they're being observed by the, the agency outside. As we can see, like Sword has gotten involved and sh- uh, FBI's gotten involved. And um it's it's fascinating because it goes for is it was it nineteen eighties or nineties estate? It's the nineteen eighties, right? Yep, it's like yep. we resigned exactly in the nineteen eighties. Yep. That's what they were going for, right? And it's it's cool because they nail the aesthetic so well. They really do. So the the synopsis of the episode is called uh, Wonder addresses Vision's worries when he grows suspicious of the neighbor's strange behavior. So this is where we get the payoff of what I've wanted from the first three episodes. Where, where we're not just wait. Pardon me. This is a little bit of gas. Um, but we're not waiting for the last five minutes for weirdness to ensue. We we are getting it throughout, and Vision is seeing through it. So you see, as the audience, he's not completely under the spell. He's been given a certain level of latitude and freedom that the uh, other people in the town don't have. This do you know what they're very much stuck you know what in the fiction. When he was starting to realize some things what? are weird, the what? Truman Show. Mm. Yeah, very much Truman Show ish, and it's 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 even more. I thought it was so heartbreaking because you can see that he loves Wanda and he doesn't want her to be aggravated, but he clearly, I think it's one of those ones when it all started, he thought, oh, this is just a silly game that I'm playing. Everything's fine. I'm happy. She's happy. Let's carry on. Let's not acknowledge the fact that 
we have people laughing at us in the background when we say something. That's fine. Uh, but my neighbor is just looking at me awfully weird. Like in another episode, he actually saw him like soaring in. Instead of soaring the bushes, he's soaring into the the um, yeah. the wall, the concrete wall, and not flinching whatsoever. And like he doesn't question it, but he knows that he must question it. But this is when he's had enough and they actually square off there's a scene where like they both activate their powers and they're about to square off it's like oh domestic violence in the mcu film yeah this yeah. is gonna get cancelled um but it doesn't they don't follow up on it but there's one scene that i want to talk about in this episode Ooh. Ken, do you know we've seen that is? um there's quite a few scenes in this because this is where we see the kids uh rapidly grow this is this uh episode where we uh mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. agnes have a uh have a uh, a moment and i think that's the scene that you're talking about that is a, that's you're completely correct that scene with agnes right so they're they're doing the sitcom thing the sitcom motif and agnes she messes up a line and she kind of breaks characters they're like okay let's let's take that from the top it's like yeah you know you know I'm, i messed up um let's just take it once from the top and they're just looking at a whiz like <laughs> what are you talking about agnes oh but it's almost like agnes is like terrified of speakers like I I I I messed I, up. I like, found that I just, scene I just want to do it very right, weird, you know? though, because it's almost um, like only because uh, uh, yeah. at the time it was amazing, but after you find uh, figure out the wider context mm-hmm. of her character, it's kind of like, wait, why did she do that? Unless there was an yeah. ulterior motive for it, because think about it: if she was being controlled by Wanda, just like everyone else, no one has the ability to speak yeah. out unless yeah. they are broken from the spell that they're under, that Vision has been able to do, and obviously Wanda can do, and Agnes maybe can do as well. But, you know, beyond breaking from that spell, no one's been able to speak out of turn. So her speaking out of turn is something that must have been intentional. Mm -hmm. And I can only think the reason why they would do that is for her to rattle Vision more than before. Because, thinking about it, no other character has broken... Uh, mm-hmm. Even even uh, the lady from that 70s show in the first episode where her husband was choking, like mm-hmm. she looked like she wanted to break, but she yeah. couldn't. You know what I mean? So for, for Agnes to do that, it was like, okay, what was the reason? Was it just to rattle vision? Yeah. Because there hasn't been a good reason for her to do that. Well, Agnes wasn't the only one. Agnes hasn't been the only one. Like she's broken character in terms of breaking the fourth wall. But remember the black guy, there was that scene, I think it was in the third episode, where he's secretly talking with Agnes, and then he turns to address uh, Vision. And you can kind of see, like, he's not saying the things that he's supposed to be saying. He's asking Vision questions oh, but th- that that's Vision addressed. doesn't that's have addressed. the answers um, to. In the uh, reveal of who Agnes is, you see um, quick cuts, mm-hmm. and one of those yeah. scenes, you see him being, in, like, covered with, you know, magic from Agnes. So it's kind of implied that he was mm-hmm. saying those right. things because Agnes was forcing him to, not necessarily because he was breaking character from mm-hmm. uh, Wanda's power. So, yeah. yeah. That's true. But we also do know that, like, kind of like in Rick and Morty, you remember that episode in Rick and Morty where they're stuck in the VR world? I think with Wanda's power, it's the same thing. It's like the rendering power. I think for the most part, as long as what she wants to be on the show, she kind of keeps tailor-made. But everything else, remember like when Vision, uh, so in, we'll talk that, I'll I'll go in detail in the next episode, but we can move on now actually to the next episode. Episode six, um, all new Halloween spectacular. It's a Halloween inspired episode, uh, but it also links into uh, the end credits, uh, not end credits scene, but the end of episode five, just before 
uh, Wanda and Vision are about to square off. There's a, a ring at the doorbell, and you see the long lost brother, Pietro. But it's not Pietro as we know it, as the audience. It's Pietro, actually Peter. Yep. From the X Men universe, so that's a distinction. A lot of people and a lot of people had the theory had that the theory. it was going to be a multiverse <laughs> thing. I never, I didn't, I didn't. We can go back to the previous episode. I got receipts. I never ba- 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 bought into the multiverse thing. Uh, my my theory paid paid off. Um, but we'll we'll get to that later. But he comes into it, and uh, you know, Pietro was played by Aaron Johnson Taylor, uh, in the MCU. Uh, but this time it's played by Evan Peters, who uh, is from the X Men universe, quick uh, version of Quicksilver. Um, but not only that, the 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 interesting thing, and I don't know whether they made a, they they did make a reference to this later, but the fact that both Aaron Taylor Johnson and Evan Peters both yep. were in Kickass, yep, yep. another comic book adaptation. Um, so episode six is the Halloween inspired episode, and you see them dressed in their comic book accurate costumes. And it's one of those ones. It's another reminder of like for all of you out there complaining like, ah, oh, the costumes are not coming. Yeah, it's a fact. That's why. Because they look like yeah. complete idiots. I, 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 w- I would say, you know, that if like, you have the, it um, comic accurate. The people that make uh, these costumes are are bloody wizards because they, they have a way of saying like, you see, you see. Yes. This, this don't make no effing sense. Even when we saw yes. um, Quicksilver mm-hmm. and the twins costumes as well. It's like, oh, yeah, that, that's comic book accurate yes. but it doesn't look good I never understood that silver streak across mm. the chest you know no. it, it looks stupid uh, but no yes. it, it was a really really nice touch uh, to bring it out even down to uh, yes. the uh, Vision's coat and how brightly coloured it is um, like mm. I said it gave them the opportunity to show this yes. but it gave a reason to Wanda's costume as well um, because they said it was a yes. uh, like a soothsayer from um, Sokovia. It's like a Sokovia fortune teller. Um, so- I don't know. For- yes, a traditional right? Sokovian fortune teller, which is like those fortune tellers are. If they're dressed like that, right? Sokovia, if they're dressed like well, that. Well, th- th- this actually adds damn. a little uh, idea onto or, 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 to to um the uh the final episode where we do see the uh, amazing costume change, which mm-hmm. we're going to get into in a bit. And it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. So did Sokovians know about yeah. witches then? Because the costumes seem kind of crazy similar, uh, similar down to the crown and everything. Uh, but we're not going to get into that too much. Hey, man, there's witches there everywhere. There's even man. theories there's about there being a third but... witch. But then, boy, let's not get into that too tough. But mm-hmm. no, this was a good... Well, this is one of the most groundbreaking so, episodes because you get to see how yes. far Wanda's power goes. You know, we, we see that... Um, mm-hmm. We see beyond... The maybe like the two hundred meter radius of Wonder and Vision, um, very similar to like we said before of yes. the Rick and Morty episode of where they're rendering the outside of it, and the further out you go, uh, the less yes. processing power is being delivered to, and we see that in this episode yes. where the further out yeah. and the most sc- the scariest scene, one of the most scariest scenes next to uh, the exploding toaster scenes mm-hmm. where you get far out and you see a character yeah. just trying to put up her line for her for her washing and she's just yeah. kept on going through that same game mm-hmm. loop of going back and forth with her arm and one tear dropping down that was the scariest yeah. and, it, and it brings everyone well our theory of Wanda, um, Wanda being just the, the villain of the show because yo she, she mm-hmm. well the unintentional villain of the show because 
you know, I don't think she actively yeah. knows that this is happening. But at the same time, she she was so yeah. ignorant or purposely ignorant or absent-minded of all the things that she was causing. Um, and we said later on in the final episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was a really, really nice uh, episode. It, it got us to uh, see outside and how how much she um, is more to tell everyone, don't, don't, don't mess around. This is my home. I'll come out and just wreck everything outside this barrier. Yeah. You, you better stop playing. Um, mm. And yeah, do you want to talk about the f- that final scene when uh, Vision tries to escape Tone? Well, b- before that, actually, I want to talk about one. I like the fact that the... So the motif for this episode, because we're in the 90s now, um, it's one of those... It didn't really occur to me, but it it did kind of make sense in the sense that in terms of the late nineties, one of the hugest yep. sitcoms is Massive. Malcolm in the Middle. Um, it it would it would have it would have been curious, and maybe they did think about this in production of like I think an equally as huge sitcom would have been Fresh mm. Prince of Bel Air, but I think they could have suffered some form of appropriation if they did something like that. But also, it doesn't fit the aesthetic as well. You know, Fresh Prince of Bel Air takes place in you know quite affluent part so of California, as opposed to yeah. this is supposed to be a Right, so you you needed a sur- suburban motif, and in terms of like the hugest suburban motifs of the nineties, you got you got various stuff like you know um, home improvement. Yeah, you got married with children, uh, but I think universally everybody kind of recognizes the the funny and the wholesomeness of Malcolm in the Middle. So they go for like even the intro. I think is spot on. Yeah, like the way they do the intro is ap- that person literally did that homework, but um. I think a normal interest, uh, another interesting aspect was the interaction between Vision and Agnes, where he he discovers through Agnes when he uh, uses his ability to awaken her that uh, he actually died, which he didn't know. He didn't know that he died. He has no memories before Westview, uh, which is something that's never really gone into. So all of his affection and all of his loves is, is, a, is a construct of now. And he's never really questioned it, but even afterwards, he still doesn't question it. And he just, you're right, he does try to escape um, only to discover, as we discover as an audience, he can't exist outside of Westview. Well, and Wonder yeah, that, that plays this. a big yeah. part into how powerful Wonder actually is because the only way they were able to find out where yes. um, Vision was going to break out of Westview, they were tracking Vibranium. Now, mm-hmm. To this point, we thought Wanda yes. took his rotting dead corpse, but he didn't. That was a very clever video mm-hmm. effects from uh, sh- uh, from from Sword. Yes. So the reason why this is amazing is because yes. she was able to simulate this rare metal from an African nation, fake African yes. nation, Wakanda, from a space mineral. Mm-hmm. Right. She created yes. matter. Yes. For them being able to track. Yes. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. do you know? Do you know what that means, though? Do you know what that means? It means yep. Wanda is yep. a former yep. alchemist. Yep. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying it. She Alchemy, is man. Edward Alchemy, Elric, yeah, the final alchemist. With, without even cl- um, no, she is El. Uh, she she is yet, because like, you know, they gained the ability to yeah. um without circles. You can you can do uh, uh, spells or you mm-hmm. can perform alchemy without without circles. And that's more or less what she does now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's straight up yeah. got the philosopher's stone, and it's red as well. Oh man, yeah, crazy. Yeah, she's from yeah. she's from that universe. I'm saying, man, Marvel <laughs> stole from the, the Japanese. Um, 
but yeah no that was a brilliant episode and obviously you see her powers increase where she uh to save vision because he can't exist outside the bubble she actually expands the dome out and also engulfs some of the the agents that was actually controlling the perimeter of the dome um just to show how much power she truly has but moving on to the next episode episode seven breaking the fourth wall um so monica's plot to return uh one uh one one sorry monica plots to return wanda navigates uh, uh navigates unsettled complications and vision forms a new alliance um this episode is supposed to be a motif for modern family i'm not a big fan of modern family so this episode was a very much a whiff for me um i think modern family it, it, it's weird, right? For me, um, when I watched a few episodes of Modern Fa- Family, it tried too hard to be The Office of that kind of, you well, know, uh, breaking documentary the style comedy. As, as the title implies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Right. But it's what, it doesn't, it, uh, Modern Family doesn't do it with any real charm. For me, I, I, don't, I don't want to sound like a hater, but the show is just not for me. Um, and even when you see it in something like The Office, they use it kind of sparingly. If if anything, you kind of see them being hovered by the camera. Um, whereas this one is like, again, you're half an hour sitcom. You're kind of wasting our time with these interstitials. Some of them are pretty interesting, but I tell you what, all of the, the interviews that Wanda gave, I was bored. I was really bored. They didn't give her anything interesting, funny, or rem- remotely well, what I would say I about that is even say in those moments. That's kind of what we see <laughs> in these shows, though. Well, I'm not a hater of the show. Yeah. I, I it's it's just like Tony. It's not for me. Um, yeah. but I, I can appreciate the success and the uh, and the novelty of it. But you know, mm-hmm. a lot of those interviews are yes. not funny. Some some do you know what the most funniest things is the interactions yeah. when they're not doing the interviews. So no, I, I think it's less so um, right. them not really giving her anything, but them staying true to what they yeah what people usually see on on uh, these type of shows which is unfortunate and again it takes um darcy and and vision to do the heavy lifting for the episode because the only thing that was interesting in the episode in my opinion was them two but the big reveal of monica rambeau break like literally just saying i'm going in there to solve shit and they try initially to try and get her into the dome again. They make this makeshift ship and it just, it doesn't penetrate. And as it's penetrating, it's being transformed. She quickly jumps out of it and she's about to give up. I said, you know what? Screw this. And walks into the dome, forces her way through, through sheer grit and determination. I could call some shenanigans. I was about to say, I was about to say some like shenanigans truck- with that. Yeah. Yeah, the truck couldn't go through, but you could. But well, not just but, her, but, 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 because but, we but. had the guy that now, got turned into could... a beehive keeper that just 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 casually walked into the place, and then Monica got sucked in. And now yes. maybe because Wanda extended the barrier yeah. and made it more protective, that they couldn't actually mm. get sucked in or walk in as easily as before. Um, but yeah, the the, the there is a yeah. clear difference between um how Monica, the beehive guy, who by the way. We have no idea where he mm. went. He could be dead. Um, and how the truck mm. that was slowly being converted into uh, into Westview or New Westview. Yeah. 
So I got a theory about that, and it could, it could be a stretch. But um, the, given the fact that she was able to enter the town the first time easily, I think the barrier welcomes in organic material. It just doesn't like inorganic material. So for the most part, when people are in the dome, it just kind of rewrites their mind. But any form of inorganic material, it gets rewritten to fit the narrative. But yeah. that's why the truck had such a hard time getting through. But she didn't the first time and the second time. I think the the dome wants to welcome people in they it wants you to be part of the fiction but i think with her traveling so slowly through uh the barrier because she was initially rejected by wanda subconsciously wanda is still trying to reject her but at the same time wanda does i think subconsciously she does want help but because wanda's barrier is probably operating on a quantum level right because to, to, to actually rearrange atoms like that, like you said, to create vibranium, that's not just moving around a few atoms. That's moving around electrons within an atom. Like, that's quantum level fuckery right there. And Monica Rambeau, she's forcing her way through. She gets through and she is changed by it. And she becomes what we know where to be in the comic book as, you know, I think she's she she so, she so many Marvel. She's technically the first Captain Marvel before. Yeah. So so many names, but she was technically Captain Marvel before Miss mm-hmm. Marvel became Captain Marvel. I think she's also gone by Pulsar and stuff like that. But she becomes that not a superhero yet, but she becomes powered and she confronts Wanda, and Wanda's not able to you know dash her to the side because of it. And that was a great origin. I think Monica Rambeau's origin story is like one of the most efficient origin story I've seen in the MCU. And probably one of the best because it's like we get it conceptually, yeah. boom, 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 and we get the character conceptually, boom, boom, boom. Um, then, uh, yeah, what was your perspective on uh, the episode, Ken? A lot of fun. Um, once again, anything with Paul Bettany is, is great. Even his bits where he was breaking the fourth wall, yeah. having the interview bits, they were just hilarious. Even the one where he was like, "Wait, what yeah. am I doing? What am I doing this?" Yeah. And he just kind of steps off. Even when he was in yeah. a truck, like. Are we really going to wait for these people to cross? Wait, I can fly. I'm out. And he's left Darcy. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, Darcy. Yeah. That was, <laughs> that was, that was, that was fun. That was brilliant. I, but I feel like it's like, and you, you're, you're a supercomputer and it took you that long to figure that. But it probably goes into that a part of him is still stuck in the Exactly. He's still apply, uh, abiding by the rules of, uh, of a sitcom where you're not, you're not really mm-hmm. thinking outside uh, what you can actually do. Uh, and that was implied with the whole mm-hmm. interview thing because like who's actually giving the interviews which we yeah like later on find out from mm-hmm. a couple of scenes um who in particular is uh no but it was a solid episode because yeah. it, i think it's one of the episodes that had a nice mix of the outside world and the inside world um and you know mm-hmm. we didn't get that with some other episodes so w- when they mix it so we can feel the tension about yeah. what's really happening we also got to learn that hayward isn't yeah. like completely uh, uh, up to he's not on the up and up that he has he clearly has a plan um however the plan that he has i mean if he wasn't such a dick I, i'd be on his side mm-hmm. to a degree because let's not lie one is mm-hmm. a terrorist <laughs> she she like for weeks it felt like weeks or maybe just days she is. like she kept she captive uh, yeah. an entire town of a good couple hundred of people Mm-hmm. So, like, with that being known, even, yeah. even even though I wanted her to take Vision's body, you know, I wanted to take Vision's body, like, yeah. for her to even 
suggest i want to take something it's like yo this is this is wakandan mm. metal man <laughs> this shit's rare man like <laughs> with yeah. the government <laughs> no eight. so like he, he was speaking a lot of sense right yeah. it does call into question though how did the government get it we're never explained I mean, how they get it well, how they managed to ch- smuggle ch- it out of wakanda and that's how they did it <laughs> because we, we can come up with so mm. many different ways yes because i know some people were making noise about like wait how do they get out of wakanda like the greatest nation blah 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 with technology Rev, mm. you think people were in the right mindset also you can literally come up with yeah. any any good or bad reason for it or whatever because you didn't see the government out there i Go. i have a simple answer I have a very simple answer. Um, the simple answer is it was recovered by Hulk, um, War Machine, and uh, the Avengers that were left. Because at the end of the day, it's like, who's going to tell them no? Because remember, like, the um, Vision died at the end of Infinity War. People were clapped out, right? You, they have no King of Wakanda. They're busy trying to figure out how they're going to ma- maintain Wakanda without their king and without the, the people that have disappeared, right? You got Hulk there that hasn't been blinked out. You got War Machine that hasn't been blinked out. You got the rest of the the Avengers that were, you know, in that battlefield. For them, Vision is another Avenger. It's not a piece of vibranium. He's another Avenger that's fallen. So they probably took him and probably thought the safest place is with a government organization because we are not emotionally yeah. equipped to actually deal with this. Boy, that's like I said, man, just choose a number. That's a good that's a good theory. But like I said, man, you could literally come up with Mm-hmm. so many different theories boy but no no uh, if anything i'm surprised it hasn't caused a mini war between wakanda and america it's like yo you took uh our property <laughs> uh but no let's not get too yeah. much into that well it, it didn't it didn't it didn't cause that war with uh all the way back in civil war because obviously black panther is fully aware of what vision is he doesn't mention it once for him he's probably thinking you got point zero 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 five percent it vibranium. does make you wonder. Okay. Do you think the Wakanda sound like a kill switch care. of like all vibranium? They figured out a way to just be like, oh, you have a problem with uh, with Ultron. Oh, we see Ultron over there. It seems like he's coming towards Wakanda. Click. Mm. And then he just gets disabled because yeah. you don't play with what vibranium with <laughs> with Wakandans because you know that's our yeah. that's, that's our shit. I think I, I think the only thing they have is the sonic technology. But if there was like a kill switch to kind of I don't know degrade uh vibranium if i was in control of that i would destroy that formula i would destroy all of that technology because worst thing that can happen and that shit happens in comic books all the time somebody somehow gets that information aka dr doom and he destroys all the vibranium so if i ever discovered it i'm destroying that information so if they have discovered it somebody Uh, destroyed it a long time ago well let's not lie we we figured out how deadly the atomic bomb Mm. was they didn't destroy that they just yes. kept on dropping bombs. Well, the the difference is the theory was fission. Then it was applied from that. Once a theory like that is out, but remember, it's different, right? Anybody can create vision. Um, not vision, fission. Like the the yeah. the process. That, that's, of that's, not, that's not. That's not. That's As long about. as you got yes, nuclear material. I agree with you. The the science behind it yeah. is sound. But but it's one of those. Like I said, it you can yeah. easily come to that conclusion. Like oh, fission. Let's try and magnify this, and then boom now you have an mm-hmm. atomic bomb same thing with yeah. technology like this but again you can just with you with, can start with vibranium you have to be in wakanda to be able to know how to even use vibranium that's why i think it's kind of self-limiting in that sense if it was ubiquitous sure that, that anybody could come up with that theory but if you haven't got the no no we're talking about wakanda's doing it not it'll probably the, rest be, of the world maybe not 
Oh, Wakanda is sure, sure, sure. But again, I think that's probably this is me guessing. Is probably still restricted, like with Shuri and her team. Now, if it's the case somebody tries to leak some shit, I'm pulling that royal card and I'm disappearing. <laughs> Boy, you, you can only hope, man. You can only hope. But let, 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 let's keep let's keep moving. You can only let's hope. Keep moving. But so let's wrap up. Yeah, let's wrap up these last two episodes because I think they kind of go hand in hand. There's previously on and series finale. Ken, tell us about previously, previously on. on. That's when we uh, truly discover what's really been going on. This is when um, Agnes reveals herself and we mm-hmm. get an amazing uh, The Monsters uh, remix, <laughs> but for uh, Agnes Harkness um, and her origin yeah. story and, and where she came from. She came from a witch coven and she mm-hmm. was messing around with some dark, dark magic which was forbidden in her coven and yes. they decided all right cool you're you've been dishonest it seemed like they she had a pattern of being dishonest that's why they weren't really listening to a bs of like i can change help me out mom please yeah. like they, they weren't listening to her because yeah. it, it was implied that she's just a bad witch and so they tied her to a pole mm-hmm. and tried to i don't know destroy her or depower her or something they tried to do something to her, but because she had absorbed dark mm-hmm. power or she figured out incantations for particular spells, uh, it backfired yeah. on her coven and it ended up her absorbing all of yeah. their power, including her mother's, leaving them as rotting yes. ghoulish corpses uh, after absorbing their powers. And that gives you yes. an indication of what she truly is about. She cares about the power. That's why she started with the dark magic. Right. She wanted to find out more about the dark magic then mm. she took her coven's power and now all of her, yes. co- her coven's power is within her she i can imagine her over the decades yes. and centuries just trying to hunt down other witches to learn more or even take their powers which gives us the big reveal of why she's yes. doing all of this or why she's trying to talk to wonder which is explicitly mm-hmm. shown in this episode uh and coming down to the uh the name of the show yeah. uh, the episode being previously on because she tries to find out exactly when mm. she obtains that power so she can try and recreate it so we go through wonders yes. past to see where where the turning points or the the most traumatic points of her life uh happened to see where did she get this crazy upgrade of her yes. powers and we see a, a very very yeah. very painful oh gut-wrenching scene with her, her brother, her mum and her dad, um, and the story that we've always heard mm-hmm. from uh, Age of Ultron about being three, two feet away from yeah. an unexploded tar- uh, Stark missile. We mm-hmm. see all of it. And from then, yes. that's when my my uh, uh, my brain started going crazy. I'm thinking like, wait, wait, wait. Are we saying that mm-hmm. it wasn't because of the stone primarily that she potentially had these powers prior, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden the, the stones help exist? Yes. Uh, exemplify that but we later find out it wasn't the stone maybe mm-hmm. the stone maybe may have triggered it but she may have always been the scarlet witch yeah. you know yeah so this is this is it right so that moment in time where she's with agnes and agnes is breaking down that maybe the bomb wasn't a dud maybe you stopped it right so she breaks down the fact that it seems like you've had low you had low level probability powers right and something that would have been long dead, but was re-sparked by the, the Mind Stone. Now, do you know what that reference is, specifically with the probability? Um, that references her abilities in the comics, no? Yes, yeah, yeah. so those were her original abilities in the comic book. So the, she was kind of like Domino. The only thing she could really do was kind of like affect things to her favor and also, you know, uh, kind of make things 
unfavorable to other people and over the years uh different writers have come in and actually expanded on their powers like most recently well there's not that recent but about i think almost like 15 years ago now with the events of like uh avengers declassified leading into uh house of m um dr strange like makes a point it's like what the hell because everybody for years referred to wonder's powers as hex magic what does that even Um, mean and somebody and Doctor yeah Doctor Strange says what the what the hell is hex magic? It's like oh what Wonder's just always had the uh, the ability to affect probability, and uh, she's never been able to do anything like this like rewrite reality. He's like, and he said like there's no such thing as hex magic. There's just magic. Wonder has magic. She can do whatever she wants. And it, like that's the realization. And this was like in uh, Age of Ultron, uh, not Age of Ultron, House of M, where this is discovered. Uh, so that's a reference to that that she uses her latent abilities to kind of affect the probability of whether the bomb would explode. And the Mind Stone was what pushed her into fifth gear because either her powers disappeared because she wasn't trained in them, like Agnes said, or they were dormant, like heavily, heavily dormant. And the experiments with Hydra is what really shifted it into gear. I think this episode was absolutely brilliant because it reframes everything to do with Wanda. Uh, uh, it reframes everything to do with Agnes because leading on to that previous episode where we have the reveal that uh, Agnes has always kind of been in control of herself. Mm -hmm. She's never been part of the fiction and Agnes is, uh, her real name is Agatha Harkness uh, in reference to the comic book. She was actually the the woman that actually taught uh, Wanda how to use Mm -hmm, her, mm -hmm. her hex magic and eventually became a... A, uh, a a villain of sorts to uh, wonder, but uh, leading on to the final episode, the series finale is like that big battle. Uh, we have an after credit scene where we discover that um, Sword actually did manage to reconstruct Vision, and there was like a drone that they sent into the town. They pulled it back out and managed to get the energy over that to use to restart the vision because they obviously didn't have the mind stone to keep empowered but they had that latent energy of wonder who wonder is derived from the mind stone so there's still a connection between wonder and the mind stone she's not completely powered by herself the mind stone did play a, a a part in it um so they use that to awaken this new white vision who's basically sent in to kind of finish the job that they wanted to do with the the drone to bomb it like take out wonder absolutely brilliant cgi the fights were amazing the battle between wanda and agatha hotness yep. was really well shot um but i think the icing on the cake of the that episode was that the resolution of the fight between vision and vision it came down to a battle of wits is, and common sense rather than to blows which was was excellent it was it was just a conversation well they always they always do that in tv shows and, that, uh, and the comics where it's like okay uh let me try and yeah. Compu- like let me use logic with these computers to either self-destruct them all right right quickly calculate mm-hmm. like three to the power of a million and you know you see them glitching out and shit it was almost reminiscent mm-hmm. of that but with like okay these robots are now talking in plain english but getting crazy philosophical mm-hmm. and using the philosophy to come to a rational a conclusion which kind of overwrites the whole purpose of what yeah uh, sword were trying to do which was create a weapon but if you create a weapon that can think logically and come to conclusions incredibly quickly that oh my gosh that that was excellent yeah like 
is is brilliant and it did it did it, it did make me think of something that i thought about for years right so he asked him the question uh, about a specific study about an old ship that uh was rotted out ship of theses was the theses all of the plants the of- pardon the the, sh- the, yeah. the the ship of Theseus, right? Every single rotten plank was removed and replaced with new planks. Is that ship still the same ship? Now you discover that all of those planks have been restored back to health and built into a new ship. Is that ship the the old ship now? And the answer is, and it's obviously making an allegory for them, like this one vision that has all of the memories of loving wonder but not having the body and the body having no connection whatsoever, which one is the true vision? And the answer that he uses to kind of escape, be, you know, this, this dragged out fight because they evenly matched is that they are both and they are both not the vision, which is absolutely brilliant writing. I'm going to, one day I'm going to find out who wrote this episode, this directed episode, because it's uh, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. The, because it goes into a question that um, I see in other fiction out there, specifically Star Trek, right? Now, Star Trek, one of the pieces of technology in Star Trek is the teleportation device. And Ken, on a basic level, do you know how teleportation yeah, in most course, fiction it breaks works? down the atoms and reassi- uh, uh, it puts it back together in a different place. Um, yeah. Now, that's the interesting thing, right? Most people think that is actually beaming those same no. particles to somewhere else it's not it's actually using the atoms somewhere else to rebuild you in those other places now the question is you being dis- deconstructed in one place and being reconstructed somewhere else with other atoms are you the same person you retain the memories you retain the experiences but are you the same Jean-Luc well Picard the interesting thing about that is now? um actually- because Let's not lie. Uh, over, I think it's over. I can't remember the length of time, but over a long period of time, at one point, mm. all our cells would be replaced. We are not the same person after fifteen yes. years. You know, what I mean, we're completely different. We we now share yes. uh, share the same cells as people mm. that we may hate or love. You know, with with Einstein, with mm. you know Shakespeare, with you know anyone, like because that's how matter works. Mm. Now, the interesting thing about all of that is, yes. since we are completely different people. How are we able to retain who we are? Which brings the whole idea of a soul. And that that's what plays up in this show. Like, mm-hmm. is it that we still remember who yes. we are, even though we're completely different people because we still retain our mm-hmm. soul? And if that's the case, do our souls, yes. you know, in, for example, like Star Trek or all these other teleportation uh, um, uh, technologies or, yeah. or shows or ideas, are we saying mm-hmm. that souls can travel instantaneously from one place to another? for example like in mm-hmm. star trek that's 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 a fascinating thing exactly. because it's never truly explored the only time i remember that concept being explored was an episode of next generation whereby um the enterprise gets a distress signal from this planet uh that the only person that's visited before was uh, commander Riker. he remembers when he was like a junior officer he was there before he actually crash landed there and was waiting teleportation back up to the ship but when they land on the planet to discover what that distress signal is they discover that it's another commander Riker. but it's not commander Riker. this person is the junior officer commander Riker, still aged into the same level as the commander Riker on the on the enterprise what they discover is this right during the teleportation there was actually a malfunction and basically the atoms 
on the ground stayed there while new atoms reformed on the ship at the same time and obviously these two guys have led completely different lives they have de- developed they still have very much the uh, similarities but because one who was younger more when he landed on that planet um he didn't have the desire to become a a a, a commander that wasn't his plan because he was lo- in love with this other woman he actually planned to actually so. get married to her but oh, in the in the history what happens is is that they both get assigned to different ships and he goes through the career route whereas she kind of you know continues to be the counselor that person that's left on the planet he's aged with that same mindset of eventually being you know married to that woman in love so when they when all of them meet is this weird love triangle because one of them is still very much aff- affectionate to that woman and the other one is obviously he recognizes that he can't yeah, fraternize her with her because you know of the rank and it calls into question who is the real commander Riker, and the truth is well we've seen this in a lot of uh, media we see it in altered carbon we see it in uh that film the the christopher mm-hmm. nolan film is it the prestige with well and then, then we not get too much into yes. that because that's a that's a spoiler that's a great re- that's a genuine spoiler because that that is a great re- reveal that movie is no, like no 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 like I, well, one thing i would disagree with you because i'm going to step out of this for a bit when it comes to spoilers mm. if it is something that is critical to the actual plot on a major scale to the point where like oh my god mm. knowing about this genuinely kind of upsets the film yeah. like sixth sense or even this particular mm-hmm. thing then it's a spoiler that needs to be preserved yes. until someone watches it. Like, I don't want to be like, oh yeah, because this happened because I was spending this amount of time. Like, no, that, that that's bullshit because, you know, why would, in a way that just kind of ruins, because it's happened to me with certain films, like that it's been ruined because that's yes. the whole purpose yeah. of the film. If the thing is spoiling the whole purpose of the film, then then just yeah. allow it, man. Just, just let it be preserved. But, you know, I, I, I digress. Well, I got a count... I got a counter for you. I got a counter for you with that. Only on a simple say is that we've never come. We're from the same generation, right? I remember back in the days in school when somebody watched something and they came into school, they talked about it and we just like vibed off of it and eventually watched it. I remember being in school where The Matrix came out. I never watched it initially. I didn't wait. I watched it until it came out on Channel 5 for that matter and had loads of people tell me about it. And I watched it and I still loved it. And also the fact that we discount the fact that things, other forms of media spoil those things for us. Think about something as Simpson. Simpsons has sh- like literally parodied so many major plot points to so many classic movies. Nobody complains. I think I'm very much not sensitive to the whole spoiler, spoiler alert thing. I think recency is key. It's like if something's come out in the last few years, yes, pay respect. But if it's something that's kind of like, for the most part, is well known and it's been around for like 10 to 15 years. If you didn't watch it, you probably wasn't going uh, getting around to watching it in any immediate time. I think it's, it's open for people to discuss it. But I do respect if somebody said, hey, could you stop there? I haven't watched it yet, but I'm looking forward to watching it. Cool. But I, I'm not a fan of people, whether it's the Internet or somebody coming up to you that you don't know and say like, hey, dude, could you keep it down? I haven't watched that movie yet. It's like movie's 20 years old yeah i haven't seen it yet i don't care about yeah yeah i I agree for the most part it's Um, only with like particular films where you know where you feel a particular thing about it that there's really no point in watching the film anymore (laughs) Mm. like 
with 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 the Matrix. I, I, don't I, I agree so. with you. I don't you. think so. Uh, to, to to a degree, mm-hmm. because the, the biggest reveal from that, you can still enjoy it even knowing that reveal. But then, for example, the mm-hmm. Sixth Sense, uh, Fight Club, um, and what was we talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Prestige. Literally, it's in the name of yeah. of the film. Like the minute you reveal the like yes, of these a few films that I've mentioned. Then it's kind of like okay, there's no point watching the film then because yeah. like you now know what's gonna happen. Like you now true. it's in your mind expecting it. Whereas with the Matrix, finding out that Neo's the one, it's like yeah. oh okay, cool. Are you gonna discount all that cool stuff that happened to build it? Yeah, it was more or less telegraphed from scene one. You know That's what I mean? True. So with, with with certain films, I, I say where possible. I'm not saying it's, it's in, mm-hmm. incredibly like yeah, you, it'll be able for you to hide it. And yes, watch these amazing films so we don't spoil it for you. But where possible people should just be careful mm. with particular films most films it doesn't matter most films you can just mm-hmm. bloody say whatever you need to yeah. say but with some films like that it's literally yeah. what the film is all about for you to reveal it it's kind of like ah okay cool that that was unnecessary yes so what i want to do now is that um i want to finish this off with your thoughts and feeling for the whole season. If you had to give it a grade, a score, whatever, or a general sounding cry, um, wh- how would you how would you settle on this on this? Uh, like we series? mentioned before, when we reviewed some uh, reviewed some films in the past, I, I don't like to give uh, f- mm. films and TV shows numbers only because uh, it's so arbitrary. Mm. People, it means different things to different people. I just like to maybe rank it for mm. different things. So in terms of a product, it mm. coming together, not on episode, episode type basis, mm. but from beginning to end as a production. Let's not yes. worry about the story as a production, mm. because there have been amazing productions, but terrible stories in the past. As a production, this is full yeah. stats, man. It, it, it's doing bits. It's in the nines, mm. the eights and nines in terms yes. of production value. It's a beautiful show yes it pays so much uh, of an homage yes. to the past it is so well put together the uh, the graphics that we see from the films yes. have more or less translated into the show usually when we see shows that went from films yes. to tv or, or tv to shows you can see a a, a brand new mm. glare or brand new uh, a look to it in this this was a film yes. on tv for 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 nine episodes so in terms of production yes. beautiful in terms of a story like it, mm-hmm. it, it's amazing. I, I we said it before, or I even said it before. I've never seen something like this before. Mm-hmm. We've always seen weird shows. We've always seen shows that like spiral mm-hmm. off from different stories. But in the way that they told the story, the way they revealed mm-hmm. things, um, slowly, it, it, it's it's yes. it's storytelling mastery because it it did so much. Yes. Um, my my biggest uh, congratulations for the show is less for the show, but more for the MCU. I started talking about this with a couple of people and I think I, I, did, I haven't got quite to telling you about it. Mm. The thing that I've enjoyed so much with the MCU, the big, the best story that I've enjoyed for the MCU has nothing to do with the films. Uh, the, the film stories has nothing to do with the right. film stories. The thing that I've enjoyed with the MCU so much is the progression or the story arc of the MCU as a product, uh, as a company. Because it first started off as we don't know what we're right. doing. We're just making Iron Man one. No, what's going on? Like uh, to for for that blowing up and then yeah. them getting very formulaic, and then them realize no formulaic doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Let's actually tell more compelling stories. And then they said, okay, let's use the superhero as an yeah. aesthetic and actually try and tell better, better stories and not be bogged down by a particular yeah. genre. To them, actually now creating TV shows that yeah. are now branching off into their own thing, not being anything that is linked beyond what people know about the MCU. 
Now, if you don't tell me that ain't growth of yeah. a company, like that is brilliant and that's beautiful. Yeah. And for them to hit it out of the park with this show just lets us know that they're doing, that they're growing. Because I remember people were saying like, oh no, like comic yeah. book hero show, films are going to die. Marvel doubled down like, oh yeah, really? Cool. Let's just actually do better because we've got the money and the production for it. Mm-hmm. And now WandaVision come out and it just ended up being a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I am I'm gonna keep this a lot simpler. Um, for me, I I concur with everything you said in terms of um the production a one some of the best. It's one of those ones. It's like what it's done in terms of the genre of TV. Uh, I don't think a lot of shows e- even endeavor to try to do. They've literally hit so many different genres and styles in one season giving you so much character development and kind of resolution um in one season one nine episode season um i i i honestly think is some of the best tv that um that's been produced either the marvel banner or or period uh in terms of the story love the story i think the only faux pas was the pacing at the beginning but that's you know their personal choice it does justify itself but in terms of the format, I don't think it was effective. Um, but the crescendo at the end with the culmination of everything together, the questions that it asks at the end, and even for me as well, one of the biggest questions is that who was the villain of the story? And for me, the true villain of the story is, and still remains, is, is, is Wanda. I think she, because if you really think about it, Agnes, for what we know besides from killing her coven, who are a bunch of witches anyway, so they probably would have been hung in Salem. Um, she, in terms of the history of the MCU, mm. she hasn't popped up before. So as far as we're aware in the, office, uh, uh, in the as the audience, she hasn't led into, she hasn't led us to believe that she's done anything earth-ending. She hasn't terrorized anybody. She hasn't disappeared anybody's. She's only really there to seek dick. more power. Yeah, For what purpose, we don't know. Hayward's it is is a dick. He might yeah. not be a villain though. He's just a dick. Um, but she has only one person that purpose that we know as an audience is to seek more power, and that's what she does. Wonder kidnaps. You know what I'll say about that. Wonder is. I I agree, I agree with you. Um, it Wonder is very relatable. She is very very relatable because. But yeah. any good villain is because yeah. Thanos is re- re- relatable, but she's exactly. he's still a villain. But let me let me let me let me let me cap this off. She may be relatable, but what she has done is unforgivable. She not only kidnapped a whole town, she indoctrinated a town. She remixed that town where she'd even keep people that were supposed to be together together. One woman who she played off as the bitch of the town for whatever reason. She doesn't know that woman from Adam, but made her the bitch of the town. Obviously, that woman gets an arc where you realize she's actually a nice lady. She's kept that woman away from her own daughter who's been locked up in her 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 room forever for however long this period of time has taken i don't know the time scale of these events but that kid has been locked up in a room don't even know if that kid's actually even had food or water we actually don't know that and at the end of it she's done all of this to preserve this fiction that she's created to bring back the man of her dreams to have a family with him eventually to make them disappear 
and she takes the dark hole to learn more of this dark magic. And nothing comes, nothing good comes from dark magic. It's in the dark name, hole. dark magic. Yeah. It's not like it's a book made of making dark skinned <laughs> people. No. That, that's, no. That, that's why it's so good. It's because it reminds magic. me of some of the uh, best characters in the past that started off good and ended up turning yes. very, very dark and bad. Uh, for example, like Heisenberg yes. from Breaking Bad, like Eren from Attack on Titan, like, mm-hmm. you know, or L. Oh, yes. Oh, oh spoiler oh, on, alert. That's like, that's like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, no, see, no, because it doesn't, you like, because if you're you. watching it, you'll know. It doesn't ruin the show because I could, I could say shit to ruin yeah. the show. But that they'll just cap off the show. I'm like, there's right. no point you watching it after I say what I say. But him turning bad and evil. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did not see that. No, don't chat to I me, bro. Don't, bro. <laughs> Chill out, bro. <laughs> I'm being serious. Like, bro, I'm being when serious. you watch the show, you're really like, anyway. Um, but no, yeah. no, uh, like, uh, and the whole yeah. point I'm trying to say is like, because we see the progression of like Heisenberg, Aaron, uh, um, Wanda, and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, we get to see why or the rationale behind why they're doing it. And the reason why I say they're relatable is because yeah. when you do things or when you have a mental breakdown or when you're not mentally in the right place, you do selfish shit. You do some selfish shit. And yes. she did the most selfish things with yes. her powers uh, to the point where she didn't even realize she was doing it. Mm-hmm. And that is not a good enough excuse because she wasn't even trying to resolve it. And and, and that's why I, I look at her and think, yeah, no, oh man, even when she realized she, realized, she, she carried, carried on. on. To the point where Pietro was asking, how are you able to maintain yeah. all of this? Don't worry, I'm not trying to judge you. Even from yes. then, she should have been like, maybe this is not a good idea. You know what I mean? So, like, it, yes. I, I, I get it. I get it. She's still the worst. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, I get why she did it. Yeah. Because we've all done selfish things when yeah. we are not right in our, in our mind. And we have to apologize for them to yeah, take the re- repercussions. So, it, it was a great study of yeah. what truly makes a villain. Even though she wasn't truly, she yeah. wasn't played off like a villain. Like we, Hayward was. They were trying to like, all right, cool. He didn't flinch while he's popping shots <laughs> off trying to kill children. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was wild. Yes, you know what I mean. But uh, yes. um, I think the big, oh, my, no. my biggest, um, crazy. The biggest crescendo in this final episode for me was when she got mm-hmm. the baddest of Batman suit changes, like uh, her, her costume, which kind of didn't make sense. Oh, yeah. You know, like... She glue up. I don't know how she, you know, fathomed brand new boots. Anyway, but I'm not trying to get into the whole nitty-gritty of it. Oh, yeah. She, no, she trans, she's transmuted yeah, her yeah, clothes yeah. that she was already wearing. Again, yeah, she, she, she is she's, Edward Elric. She's the alchemist true, uh, like, uh, the, to the truest yeah. form. But, you know, like, I, I think when I saw it, I was so impressed. Whoever's making these superhero costumes mm. is is amazing. Even Agnes's costume, amazing. Oh right, we 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 got yeah. a little um Granted. Easter egg of uh, Wizard of Oz <laughs> when she dropped dropped a car on her, and yeah. then all that was left with the little boots underneath the house. <laughs> that was good. I like that reference. <laughs> I called it. I thought to myself that was that nice, is a dope reference. And they yeah. they went overt with it and made it like ruby red or anything like that. I I thought that was a dope touch. Yeah. One uh, one thing I will say. So if I was to give my final score. But the whole thing, I think, is yeah, a yeah. solid nine out of ten. I would have give, I would have given it a ten out of first ten if episodes. it wasn't for the yeah. the first three episodes. They they were weak for me, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. At some point, I'm gonna rewatch it again, like a good movie, like mm. just bish bash bosh. Um, but um, in, in terms of the costume, it was literally their third attempt at it, so they had to get it right because those first two costumes that she had before were poo poo. Yeah, um, and also, well, even if she had so, this costume then. And the type of, like, because where the Avengers were, 
uh, at that time, those costumes mm-hmm. made sense. But the current costume that she has now, if she was to wear right. the wear it now, I mean, if she was to wear it at that time yeah. of the Avengers, it kind of wouldn't have made sense. Now that they've gone more into the mystical, I I honestly it, think it, her like, costume makes a lot more sense now. I feel like her suit before didn't make sense before because her costume. Everybody's pretty much tactical yeah. for the most part. Even well, this suit makes uh, even Black less Widow sense with her sexiness and technical. True, but this one it makes sense yeah. in terms of the context, right? Yeah, She's embracing her magical side. Her suit before, who we they've admitted was designed by Tony, right? It essentially, was a corset stitched yeah. into a leather jacket. How the hell is oh, that cool. tactical in any way? Who saw that and thought to myself, "Leather, this, this makes sense." Leather. She's gonna go into battle. Yeah, it's like <laughs> she looked like a ringmaster. But Ken, one thing I'm gonna do, I think mm. we ran long with this review. We didn't expect to do it, but I think we're gonna call it yeah, of a night with this episode. But you, lucky devils, you're you're in for a treat. This is gonna be a double episode for you guys because our next episode is going to be a review on coming to America and other stuff that we watched. So this is me, Tony Kawazani, signing up. And uh, Ken, Hi, man. stay Guys, peace. Very, very happy that people have tuned in once again. Uh, please come back next week. Uh, we really do enjoy doing this. And I think we do have something to offer with some of our insights. But as always, we want to get you lots of insights. So please love, hate us or whatever. Communicate with us. Please let us know once again we're at on deck podcast on instagram uh you can find uh tony at royale majesty that's with an e royale with an e and i'm mr ken on instagram please holler at us let us know that you're there we really do appreciate your love we really do appreciate the views as small as they are right now but you know every day is a new day every week is a new success so please let us know that you're there and thank you so much for tuning in every single week uh and that's me uh, adios everyone peace